It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. I'm Matt. <laughs> uh, and I'm John. <laughs> and we're Friday Night Games. Games. We are two board game enthusiasts who successfully beat an escape room together in real life. True story. And in the board game realm. Also true. On today's show, we are going to discuss and compare Cosmos, two line of games that are real-time puzzle deduction in a box, exit the game, and adventure games. What are these games? How do you play? And how do they compare to similar products like Unlock? So, John, can you define an escape room for us? Yeah, an escape room is a physical cooperative game where players try to solve a series of connected puzzles within a limited amount of time to escape literally a room or a series of room if it's a complex escape room. The escape board games are a cooperative game or players solve a series of puzzles by finding clues using their intuition and some luck to beat the game players can then be scored based on the time and hints that they used or any errors made in the game uh, escape rooms and escape board games are very similar but the main difference between the two is a physical room that you're trying to escape and have lots of props in and the board game will come with sorts of like mini components and stuff that you use throughout the game thank you yes <laughs> All right, before we dive into the games, we want to give a big thank you to Thames and Cosmos for providing us with Exit the Game House of Riddles and Adventure Games Monochrome Inc., which we are highlighting in this podcast. However, the fact that we got these games sent to us, we just want our listeners to know that we're talking about them without any bias. I am completely biased. (laughs) And why is that? No, I really enjoy these games. But yeah, I have a lot of fun playing them. But I will be non-biased towards my opinions with these games. You do have a favorite. What you're trying to say is, you know, it's like having two kids. You don't have a favorite. Wink, wink, wink. But you have a favorite. Sure. Wink. I don't have it. I love both my kids equally. So let's talk about Exit the Game House of Riddles. We will do our best to not spoil anything for any of our listeners who haven't played the game yet. But you and your fellow detectives are summoned to an abandoned house. And never wanting to turn down an unsolved mystery, you arrive at the house. And suddenly you hear screams and see that the entrance is shut behind you. What's happening here? Will you be able to crack the case and find our way out of the house? All right, so first thing first, this is an escape room game, so we don't really want to give too many specifics about the game itself. Right. Other than general themes or something that might be in the game without giving out the puzzle or alluding to how to solve anything. Right, because these games are meant to be a surprise. You don't want any spoilers. Right, and it's the same thing with the adventure games, although I think we can... We're not going to ruin anything about the game, but we think we could talk a little bit more about the theme than this. So let's talk about our experience playing. So first of all, I just want to say this is my first escape room game. Not my first escape room. I've been literally to two escape rooms. This is the third escape room, but it's a board game. So it's my first escape room board game. I did it with you. Perfect. I am an expert. You are (laughs) an expert. Yes. I had a great time. I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I think there was only one time where I've played one of the exit games that I didn't enjoy myself out of the 11 that I've played. Wow. But did you play that with someone else? Yes, that was one I played with my wife, yeah. Maybe we get a little bit into that later. Yeah, for sure. So what about this one specifically, the House of Riddles? Like, I didn't know what to expect. You kind of, you know, you played a lot of these games, so you kind of had more, you knew what to do. Right. Yeah, I know what I know kind of what to look for and stuff like that when we start. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I should have just <laughs> let you lead it. <laughs> oh. 
Well, that kind of happened. I played two escape room board games within a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got to lead one of them, and it was crazy. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but this game, this game was really fun. And there's one really fun puzzle we ended up playing. It involved a weights. That's all we're going to give away. It involved weights. So if you do play this game and you get to the weights part, you'll know exactly what we're talking about. Right. But it was hard. I At that point, I'm like, I don't know if we're going to... It's like doubts in my mind. I was like, <laughs> I, I kind of set the bar high for myself when I play these games. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to get through it. Yeah, 60 minutes. Pff, we're going to get through it in 30. I thought we could get through it less than we, in less time than we did, but whatever. It's all good. Yeah. Still got nine stars, which is almost perfect. I feel like we actually would have got 10 stars. Did you notice how slow I was cutting? No, I don't think it was you cutting. It was me at the end of the game. We were trying to solve the last code. I had the large white disc had the wrong number on it. Oh, yeah. So so it was giving us the wrong answer. So these games have a decoder disc and you have to spin it to certain numbers. They tell you to go to a card. The card tells you if you're wrong, it just gives you an X. If you're right, it sends you to another card, which tells you you're either wrong or right. Right. Again, which is a cool concept it really does work and actually if you're trying to like just brute force something it really helps you really kind of spin it around right to try and get it yep but there's a lot of numbers too so you're not just going to do that exactly what do we finish it in 61 61 37 or something like that okay but i don't know if you noticed it took me five minutes to cut out <laughs> the pieces i wasn't worried about that i know i know you weren't but yeah. i just thought it was funny because i'm like we probably could have finished it under 60 minutes had it not taken me forever to like cut out i, I, I firmly I believe it... it was my lack of of realizing that decoder disc had the wrong number well i i believe in. it's my <laughs> slow cutting process that's fine that's fine <laughs> no it added to it. it it was really fun yeah this one's cool because i've noticed that this is the third i think level two difficulty game in in the series so far but it was actually still a little bit challenging but it was it was easy but it was challenging enough to keep it interesting for me i did say there was one game the sunken treasure was the first level two difficulty i played and that was after i played like three and four difficulties so like my wife and i just kind of like flew through it and there wasn't really anything like super interesting in that one that really like caught my attention but this one i'm finding with the level two difficulties they're adding a little bit more different components in there so this one had like that ball um, that you used for one of the riddles they have another one called the haunted roller coaster that has a cool hidden component in there which is really neat so i'm liking like they have a little bit better components in the easier games than they do the harder games to keep it a little bit more interesting yeah no i i thought it was really good yeah. i had a really good time playing it i was actually surprised at how much fun i had playing i didn't think i i was going to and level two was a very good difficulty for the two of us to play yeah. considering i hadn't i'm not a huge escape room person you're an expert in my books <laughs> <laughs> so the two of us playing level two was a lot of fun and i had a great time yeah so i hope you enjoyed the one level four i gave you <laughs> we'll talk you about that later two to, two to four we'll talk about that quick. later we'll talk about the experience <laughs> a little later not to uh ruin the experience of the house of riddles one <laughs> So let's let's go into some thoughts. Okay, first of all, first of all, what is up with the characters you're chasing? Are Tom, Mario, and Sandra? Yeah, so those are the other three detectives that are in your detective group, I guess, right? They're already in the house. Or yeah, s- or they've already solved the the case. I know we. I think we probably like dove way too deep into this. <laughs> But I feel like this is a little Easter egg. And, you know, I'm totally. sure they, they do it in the other games, but these came to us, like, pretty quickly. So I'm thinking that we're right. 
about who we think these characters are named after. I don't know if this spoils anything. I doubt it. But Tom, he was a computer guy, right? We think he was named after uh, Tom from MySpace. And Mario is the uh, gym weightlifter guy from uh, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, so Mario Mario Lopez. Lopez. (laughs) Yeah, and Sandra is a chef or likes food or something like that, right? So then there's uh, Chef Sandra Lee. You know, if we're right, we're right. If uh, I want to know if we're wrong, though, cause, but that was too much of a coincidence to... I feel I feel like we were right about Tom from MySpace and Mario... F- Lopez. Mar- yes. Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. So I feel like we're right about those two. In fact, I even called him out. I had a, like a post on Twitter, and I'm like, thank you, Mario Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you have to play the game to understand. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a riddle than a riddle. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that, Mario Lopez. It was it was a really fun Easter egg, and it actually made me laugh a bit, especially when we got to the weight room, and it was sponsored. It was it was Mario's room, right? So I'm like, oh, this is hilarious. And Tom's room had a computer. Sandra's room involved baking, so it all made sense. I think we're right. I think we're right. Maybe we dove too into it. Oh, probably. So we played just the two of us. You can solo these games. Mm-hmm. And you can play with how... What's I think the... up to four. I mean, you could play with five. I've played with four people once, and I hated it. Yeah, I felt that either two people were the ones solving the, the riddles all the time, and they were kind of like hogging the table, and the other players weren't immersed in the game. I like playing with two people. You can bounce ideas off. I don't think I'll be clever enough to do it solo just yet. I'm gonna, I am I want to try it out, but I know my wife really likes playing them, so I feel like she might be upset if I did one without her. Yeah, four, four I did the uh, Pharaoh's Tomb with four. Is that uh, what levels? That's a level four, I think. It's harder, yeah. It was me and a friend of ours were the ones kind of solving all the all the riddles mostly my wife and his wife didn't like really get immersed in the game i feel i the people playing the game have to really want to be playing the game yeah and they wanted to it's just tough you think about you're doing a co-op game and any co-op game if there's a control not not say controlling but if if someone is one of those people who really likes to be in charge then they could just dominate the game and then force out people even though the other people are still there right for instance, you play with your wife. I'm assuming that's a very good combo because you both kind of complement each other's thoughts. Right. When you have two people who are controlling, you start pushing out the other people from playing. I think that's kind of what happened. Oh, well, it happened. Yeah, it happened. It's just a learning experience. Right. So with my wife and I, we played the level four Murder on the Orient Express, yep. which was really fun. However, both of us were not, were not really escape room people. In fact, Samantha's never been to an escape room. This is her second escape room game. First one was unlocked with me as research. And she was just like, she's like, what am I getting myself into? (laughs) (laughs) But it was still, it was still good with two people. And in my mind, I'm like, would this have been better with three or would it just have been better with someone who's more commanding? Maybe myself and Samantha are not as commanding people. And so like a third person who's a little more take charge would have been better. Yeah, that one's difficult too because it wasn't an escape room. It was a murder mystery and it was hard. It was very hard. But I wanted you to see the contrast between two and four. <laughs> it's huge (laughs) yeah i saw it it was huge i mean level three difficulties are good they're fun but level four are like challenging and i like that i like being that like press against the time right you always want to try to i don't not like beat the clock but just try to have a good time that took us 
over two hours to beat. Wow. Yeah, that's a hard one. It was really hard. Yeah. But the House of Riddles, for me, like, it was easy. I could see that once I've done a level four, the level two, of course, is easy. Well, what's different about the level two games and the level three and up games, level two, you have to beat the page you're on in the event, in the book that they have there before you can move on to the next page. The other games, you can flip through the pages and, you know, there might be a, a clue at the back of the book that you're trying to solve right away and you're trying to look through everything. So level two, they kind of just streamline it. You can't move forward until you beat this page. Which I did like as my first escape room board game. I did like. And I think maybe that's what threw us off a little bit when we played A Sunken Treasure. Because we were used to like just navigating through the book. And like we just couldn't. So we're like, well, this is... It's oh. kind of like, oh, it's like a roadblock. And it's like, like, it why, like, why is this roadblocking me? I, yeah. I'm used to looking through everything, including the box and, and ripping apart the box and looking into the insides of the box and then looking at the display stand. <laughs> Usually the display stand has the hints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so House of Riddles, I think out of the other two level two difficulties, this was the best one. I liked, I liked how it was engaging for the riddles and especially the one that that we were talking about like that just the what we had to do to to, to solve it was pretty was pretty fun so i i think that's the first type of puzzle that was like that and i was like oh that's really interesting call us out on it call us out on how easy it was yeah (laughs) (laughs) we had a hell of a time yeah a review said it was too easy but there the people that reviewed that game before like game probably played higher difficulties as well they they just like the escape rooms and they played a higher difficulty probably saw how easy you can't see me quoting but i have quotes (laughs) this was yeah, well, I think the level twos are good for like introductory games for new players or younger audiences and stuff like that. This one, it was a win in my book. I appreciate it being sent to us so we can play and talk about it. Yeah, thank you very much. The second game, which we're going to feature on our podcast, which was also sent to us by Thames and Cosmos, is Adventure Games Monochrome Inc. In escape room games, you usually have to solve riddles as quick as possible, which involves a lot of stress, anger, marital disputes, <laughs> which we'll talk about in a bit, children crying, well... Cosmo's answer to that is their adventure game series, which focus on storytelling. You're presented with a mysterious story. You work together to unravel over three chapters within 75 to 90 minutes each chapter with no time pressure. So there's all happy, teary faces, marriages saved. The choices you make during the chapter affect the outcome of the next chapter and finally the outcome of the game. In Monochrome Inc., players have been instructed to break into a research facility named in the game's title. Once they get inside this tower's mirrored windows, they are left on their own. What they find there, what conclusion they draw from these items, and how this nerve-wracking story ends is entirely in their hands. Only by coordinating their team Will they avoid potential pitfalls, carry out their mission, and solve the mystery of this building? Without spoiling too much, you are to break into the facility, find out information about the drug being produced there, and report back to your employers. We're not going to spoil anything, but we could talk a little bit more detail. You have roles in this. Every player gets assigned a role. And the idea is that you're exploring this building, which is a series of cards, which have a series of numbers on them. And you're trying to figure out information about this drug. What I liked about these games is that I think these games are really meant to be played with four people because every player has either a special ability. Uh, This game, everyone started with a handicap, which was really cool part of this game i played as the burglar so i was able to go to the numbered on the cards to look in the adventure book but i would raise the alarm one level if i looked at one of those numbers with the fingerprints on them right so you were that you were the burglar you were bad at i forget what the, the fingerprint was it was like identification yeah 
something like that. Like I, anything that would, I'd be able to leave some sort of fingerprint or like a facial feature or something like that. So I like that element where you have to work together to solve. So I think if we had two players, we would be setting off that alarm like crazy. So something interesting happened while we were playing this game. So first of all, we were playing it. It was myself, John, Novi, and Bill. Bill was late because <laughs> <laughs> he was working on his house or I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. But he's being himself. Even when he showed up, he didn't play right away. He was eating the burgers I gave to him. <laughs> Just sort of watching as we we're making fun of his character. And so we were playing four characters, but three players. Right. So the one cool thing that I noticed was that, you know, we didn't really need four players for all four things. You could easily just have all four characters out and have each of them doing their move every every turn. Right. Like they're out there. Right. So if you're playing by yourself, you would just play with all four characters, so that you kind of have like a handicap aspect, which was going on. Yeah, I guess you can do it that way. These games are really cool. It, it was choose your own adventure. It had riddle. It had some riddles and then some things you had to solve, but it was not like exit the game. So in this game, like when you're exploring the rooms and sometimes you pick up items and those items will sometimes go together. So it's being observant as to what is in your inventory and, and other players' inventories. Like in the example in the rule book they have, it's like you find a can of cat food and then you find a can opener and then you combine the two cards and that'll give you another card that's an open can of you food. You sum their numbers together, right, and you right. get an open can of food. You don't sum the numbers, you, add, you put them oh, together. Oh, you put them together. So it'd be like, say the, the cat food was 10 and the can opener was 12, you would look in the adventure book at entry 1012. Oh, okay. That's what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the same thing goes for the room, too. If you're using an item on a certain feature of a room, you do the same thing. And then you're just making sure that those items are doing what you want. But if they don't, the book will tell you. So it's like kind of a trial and error. It really reminded me of Day of the Tentacle, a video game, or Curse of Monkey Island, the video game, but more more serious like king's quest i just threw out a lot of <laughs> video game references from the 90s in there that's okay so those are choose your own adventures so you're a character you walk around the computer screen you interact with different objects you then once you interact with an object they give you an object which is exactly what this game did right you then put in your inventory and then you can use that inventory item to interact with other items in the world right and eventually you solve the whole story by going around the world and solving problems. And uh, Beavis and Butthead is another one. It <laughs> 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 just came to my mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a lot of fun playing this game. I like the storytelling of it and just building on each chapter. I know we played all three chapters in one shot, so it was easy to like remember what needed to go where or hey that sounded important at that spot but we don't we know we don't have everything yet let's go back there when we have it like you have like a, we ended up getting like a usb i had a usb and i was just plugging in everything right <laughs> so it was it's interesting to play with our group of people right oh we, my yeah, let's, so we, let so, me tell you so like you and you and i and novi yeah, but you and I were like being serious. And Novi was playing it seriously, but he's the type he takes a little bit to understand what's going on before he like really gets into it. He really wants to understand everything right. before he'll start doing something. Right. And Bill will just come in and just like he's the chaos. So factor oh, in this so, game so like picture like i picture like the kool-aid man in those commercials like punching into the, through that wall <laughs> and that's that's bill it was really funny too because he just came in and we're playing with his character because he told us he's gonna be late we're like fine whatever we're gonna start without you he's eating the burgers and i'm like well i'm bill so i'm gonna do this he's like i wouldn't do that <laughs> we're like well what would you do he's like 
well, I'll just go right to it and start doing this. I'm like, dude, that you're going to get you, you in the game. You do actions and depending on what character you are, things happen. So I'm the hacker. If it's a computer thing, then a computer thing comes up. If I, if you get the roll card and then all of a sudden it's not the computer person, you're going to get bad things. In the game, you have a alarm that you're trying not to set off. And unfortunately for Novi, his character for whatever reason was imposter was like an imposter but he kept like setting the alarm off (laughs) (laughs) well he kept setting the alarm off because he kept interfacing with the computers right which was my character i'm like no why are you touching that thing don't stop touching that thing whenever you see a computer screen let me handle it he's like no 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 i got it i got it (laughs) so i think we got like a major alarm set off in the first chapter but we were we were cautious after going on after that right there's several alarms you set off a major alarm you lose a lot of points yeah funny enough though we hit it within the first chapter but very early right very very early like too early Because at one point, they're like, oh, get rid of the major alarm or get or knock yourself down a bunch of alarm things. And we're like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> we're a major alarm zero, so. <laughs> which is really bad at this game. That's okay. What I like about the game is the story building aspect and wanting to solve everything and the choices you make do affect the end of the game. We didn't get a chance to explore every part of the, I think the third chapter and a little bit in the second chapter, but it was at a point where I feel like if we don't end this game now, we might lose some points based on some actions that uh, Bill did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Chaos. Based on actions that Chaos did, we had to end the game quickly. So to collect as many points as we could, I decided to end the game and do the last little puzzle, but there's still, I think, probably a good quarter of the third chapter we didn't explore just because we we just didn't have the right equipment or we did some, made some poor choices that's another thing too you make a poor choice you may not be able ever to do something ever again but yeah that made it really cool yeah it made it cool it made you actually want to play it again right so with these you can play them again unlike the exit games which are just a one-shot deal i want to know what i missed because we only we scored like 87 points which is just right in the middle of the of the thing right so like we did okay i thought we were doing really well so did i well i i thought we we're doing really well so at the very end of the game john reads out do we have card this number 81 82 83 and then as he's going through it i'm like oh boy we only have like <laughs> five of like 20 cards i'm yeah. like Ooh. i'm so. like Ooh. <laughs> we had some of the good ones though we did we had the ones that are most important right. for us and we did beat it we did so john what are the main differences between exit and the adventure game series exit the game is one shot only you play it but you are destroying the components along with the game. So there's cards that you have to cut up or pages in the book that you have to fold. There's other really cool hidden things that I don't want to get into because it'll spoil some of the, the things. But those ones you can only play once and then you have to get rid of them. And you're trying to get the best time. So you want to solve it in the least amount of time as possible. So you can get the end use. Um, there are hint cards and clue cards you want to try to use zero of them but you know sometimes you're going to have to use some that'll affect your end of game scoring but in the adventure games you play several scenarios so there's three scenarios and there's cards on the table you're navigating and checking different story points so you go to a point on the board you open up the adventure book and it'll tell you kind of have some dialogue to help bring the story to its full potential and these ones you can take breaks so after the chapter one if you're hey let's take a break we'll solve it again later or tomorrow you can do that but the exit games are mostly done with the exception of the catacombs of horror you're doing in one shot so john what other games have we played i have played unlock no side story mm-hmm. house of riddles which was sent to us monochrome inc which was sent to us on the murder on the orient express which is another exit the game game 
Right. I also played Unlock the No Side Story. I also played the other adventure game, the Dungeon. And because the Unlock No Side Story I found was really easy and, and weird for me, so I really couldn't get into it, I picked up a harder Unlock, which was the Wizard of Oz adventure series as well, just to have a good comparison to, to everything. Very cool. So let's talk about Unlock first, just yeah. a quick side note. So it's another escape room game, which is based on a more of a thematic element. It has generally more of a story than Exit the game that you may not remember because you're trying to scramble your way to beat the time <laughs> <laughs> that's how i felt yeah well in unlock the no side story at 60 minutes and the wizard of oz one that i had i had 90 minutes to solve so key elements is that you combine cards in the unlock series to create more cards very similar to adventure game series and then you may use machines and then it has sort of like the cell phone component which is very primary that's kind of that's how you access the machines and enter in the codes to unlock the rooms you're trying to to get through that's what kind of threw me off too that you needed like a smartphone to play these games right well just as a note exit the game does have an app but you right. don't need it you don't need it it's a more it's a helper app the unlock one you need it to play you're using that to like you said to put the codes and stuff in which when i play board games i kind of don't want to be on my phone i want to step out of the digital world for a minute you know yeah that's exactly why i go into board games too i don't want to be i'm on my computer all day long i've said this like every podcast i'm on my computer all day long i want to get off the computer yeah so i guess unlock seemed very story based but it seemed very free like at least the no side stories seem very forgettable i'll be very honest i don't remember the story <laughs> <laughs> And that's that's a problem, right? And the Wizard of Oz was well. The Wizard of Oz one was actually pretty cool. I enjoyed playing that one. It was actually fairly difficult. And if you don't know the Wizard of Oz, I mean, probably everyone does. But there's probably some people who haven't seen it. I'm right? sure. Yeah, you would not be able to solve this. If you, if you really? haven't seen Wizard of Oz or read the story, you would not be able to solve this. Really? Puzzle. Yeah. There's there's some research for you right there. <laughs> what if I saw Wicked? I don't know. I've never seen it. Oh, book, that's so. good. Wicked's good. There's this one, one puzzle and you're like, if you didn't know that this happened in the story, you won't be able to solve it. So I thought that was like kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Also hurts it too. Yeah. Like there's, there's hints and stuff available to you, but it was like, I was sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is how you solve it. And like, <laughs> I just, I tried it and, I, and it was right. And my wife was like how did you solve that like i don't understand like where you got that math you're like the movie and i was like think and then i told her she's like oh <laughs> it was pretty good it was good hopefully someone listening and then researches that before they go play the game i found an exit i felt more immersed for some reason kind of weird because i think it was less story driven than the one we just then unlock right but objects in the puzzle seem relatable but not every puzzle in the series and the exit series of puzzles seem related. So the puzzles weren't related to each other, but I could relate to the puzzles. Okay. It's kind of like a weird thing. When I was playing on lock, I didn't have that same sense. I was just combining stuff. And sometimes things didn't seem like they could combine. Yeah, that's um, weird. I, like I combined something and I'm like, why did the can of bees line up with the jello like it, made no, <laughs> it didn't make sense to me but it worked and then yeah. you're just like well i just why don't i just randomly combine everything in this game well you can't because they have penalties if you do that right, they, right. they penalize two more cool notes i have on it unlock seemed a little bit more kid friendly so i figure that it would be way easier to pitch to children and another cool thing is it's replayable so i could pass it and i did i actually gave it to bill to play with his mom nice i'm like they'll probably like this nice yeah for, so for the exit games i feel like they're more meant for an older audience i did play with my nieces and nephews a year or two ago when i started playing them and i felt that it was 
was a little bit difficult for them to play but we started with like three and a half difficulty or something like that so i think if we introduce maybe a, a two difficulty i know like for christmas this year we got our neighbors the haunted roller coaster and they they really liked it and it was their first game so that was a level two level twos are very good intro escape room games on that note so we have three different games and you kind of mentioned exit is for older audiences yeah and you mentioned unlock was for younger so who would like adventure games yeah i don't know i think it's probably like great good in the middle i would still I, think I would it's say for it's older slightly different yeah. yeah i would say it's for older uh, but but i think a younger audience than the escape than exit the game mm-hmm and maybe older than people who could play Unlock. Right. But what I liked about adventure games was that there was no timer, so there is less stress. So if you hate being trying to rush through something, then go with the adventure series because it's similar. It's not the same, but you're, if you like stories, you're going to like that more. Right. To be honest, Exit the Game is for a more mature audience for sure. Yeah, some of the themes for sure. So not to say that Exit the Game isn't accessible for everybody, but I feel like teenagers and up are the target audience for it for sure, if not 20-year-olds and up, because you need some sort of universal intelligence. You need to be somewhat intelligent before you go play the game. Right. You need you need to be able to be able to solve complex puzzles. Right. And people it is for people who like logic puzzles. Right. Although we did read some reviews that the games are too easy and why not just go read a puzzle book? Well, I I don't know. I I have a math degree. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found the puzzles hard. I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I don't deserve my math degree. Hey, you're getting old. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. And I think it's for a lot more people. Like I said, unlock is for younger i feel like younger younger people may like it maybe like early teens and adventure could be is again for older people but i feel like the younger people who like unlock probably could play it right because that kind of has that more adult element to it but it's still it can still be a game for those people so of all the games that we played i know we did a lot of research for this podcast out of everything what which one did you prefer to play okay I have a couple of bangings on this. All right. I really, really, really like the exit games. Okay. But I think I got too, went in too deep too quickly. Okay. Myself and yourself played the level two. Right. And I had a lot of fun. And then five days later, I played a level four with my wife. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't as much fun. Not that we didn't have a good time. So it it took us 10 minutes shy of three hours to complete it. We had four stars. It was long. At some points, we just felt that fatigue. So both of us have math degrees. Both of us have analytics job. Well, I'm a computer programmer. She's in, she does analytics. Yeah. And we both agreed that it felt like another job. <laughs> like we felt really tired and we felt like by what to quote my wife, she's like, why can't we just press pause and I'm going to go eat peanuts to de-stress and then come back tomorrow and just finish it. <laughs> that, was, that was her quote. And I'm like, because I have to get a review out. <laughs> <laughs> Homework. Research. Yeah, it's just research. And she, I don't, it, it's just funny. Our experience was funny because we went through a bunch of hints. We got nine. We used nine hints. Wow. And at one point, we solved it. We actually we actually were so proud of ourselves. I don't want to ruin anything, but we, we got through this one riddle really fast, but we thought it was wrong. <laughs> for a reason I will not mention. And so we were just like, we spent an hour. We got to the point where it was actually right within five minutes. There you go. But it took us an hour to figure out and with, with hints. And the hints were like, yeah, we know that. Yeah, we know that already. Yeah, we know. It. We're just like angry. <laughs> I don't, I don't count those ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good for you because we did. And we're just <laughs> like, this is so stupid. Like we know what the, we, yeah, we got all the hints. 
help us more. Where's the where's the fourth hint? No, that's it. You solved it. I know, I know, <laughs> and we and we just and then an hour later, like, oh my, we did solve it. There you go. And we're just like, oh. and it was just like, but you that trust, de- you gotta trust yourself. But that defeated us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing with the exit game is like you have to trust your first, your gut instinct. That's what that's what these games have taught me is like your gut instinct's usually the right one, the right answer. Yeah. Yeah. You got you have confidence, my friend. Confidence, confidence that we don't have. Math majors don't have confidence. We hide under tables. <laughs> <laughs> we prepare. We prepare like crazy. So I I really like the adventure, the exit series games, and I think the stress element I don't like. Right. If I were to rank the three, I would say exit's really good. Adventure is its own thing, but I like the I like exit the game better than unlock. And unlock, I, we felt the same stress too. And in fact, we thought it was we thought if we didn't solve it within 60 minutes, we would have lost. And then we hit 60 minutes, we're like, oh, we're all like, oh, we lost. And like, and then the game keeps going. We're like, oh, we have more time. Well, that's stupid. I didn't know that. Yeah. So we're just kind of like we went from defeated to like, all right, let's just finish this game off. Right. Like if I were to recommend the exit games to someone, I would say start with level two or level. I don't know if there's a level one, but start level no, two. Level two, yeah. Start level two. Maybe do a level three. Do a couple more level threes, <laughs> and then go to level four. Having my knowledge, you need to understand how the games are played. And like jumping from two to four was a little bit different because I'm like, oh, there's so many more things I could do. Yeah. There's so many more ways that they can give me the answer, and I'm like, okay. So if I played a lot more, I could probably enjoy four a little more. For me, I prefer. A- exit i might be biased just because it is we said we have not be biased yeah well no but i'm biased <laughs> to exit because it's that's the first escape room game was exit that i played like a year or two ago and i it just immersed me so much into these games that like i said i played 11 i think yeah. out of the 15 14 that are available it's a lot so i've played almost all of them and i just it's just something that i enjoy doing and i like the stress i like trying to beat the clock i like trying to solve the puzzles and it's good because like i like cooperative games right so it's it's a high pressure co-op game and you know and it's nice because i usually just do game nights with my wife right so when we're at home it's my time to connect and we kind of connect on like intellectual level trying to solve these these puzzles so that's why i prefer the thing the unlock games were 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 okay i like the wizard of oz was harder i think i would like to try like the other this was like a seat the secret adventures we did so i would like to try maybe some of the other ones that are out and kind of compare but if i don't i'm not you don't feel like i don't feel like i'm losing anything the adventure games like i played both the dungeon and monochrome inc i mean i'm invested in those now too so So i'm just gonna say something too with playing with my wife we actually prefer the adventure game yeah because it's more story driven Right. And I rather discover the story and make my own adventure and kind of get my own conclusion. I'll lend you the dungeon then. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I'll play that with my wife for sure. I think she would like that way more because it's not as stressful. And I think both of us hate stress. And you can pause. Well, you save. Chapters. Yeah, you save. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like episodes. So I think that it would be way better for us being cool. two people who don't want that stress. But I, I will admit, if I'm going to play an escape room game, I'm going to play with you do it because <laughs> you're really good <laughs> cool well wow we, we got through a lot there we talked a little bit about exit the game house of riddles we talked about adventure games monochrome inc we talked about unlock a little bit we went through our preferences who they're for now i have a question for you john yes this is a little geek out here okay so first of all you're a big fan of the exit the game series as you mentioned several times throughout this podcast yes so so question one, how cool is it for you to be sent a game to review of your favorite series? 
it was cool like doing doing all those like board game reviews it's 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 intimidating to just put your name out there be like hey this is what we do are you interested in maybe sending us something and just getting over that hump was nerve-wracking enough and they're like sure and they gave us like a list of games that we were interested in and we gave them our list back and they're like well let's send you these ones to start which was awesome because in my mind they sent me the ones I, I wanted because I'm always thinking about podcast material. Right. So they gave us the two that was perfect podcast material. Right. And for me, like I was like, I think I was avoiding House of Riddles a little bit because it was a level two and I knew that those ones aren't as enjoyable for me but i really like it was awesome like i was actually really excited when they they agreed to send something and like and like how quickly it came and how quickly we played it and i actually had like a lot of fun playing house of riddles i think another thing too is like you and Britt have moved up you're at a different level right whereas i'm like kind of a new beginner so it was cool like it was a good introduction that level two was a great introduction for me i agree for you to give me to bring me into that series which i would totally play another one with my wife just a lower level catacombs of horror (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) so on that note how many of these games have you played or owned i think 11 11 i've played yeah so first of all which ones are you excited about that you haven't played or maybe coming out soon i don't remember what they're called i think there's one it's like the stormy flight and then there's something on the mississippi i think are are two that i haven't i haven't played yet there might be another one i'm not quite sure theft on the mississippi or something like that i don't remember but the stormy the stormy flight one looks kind of cool i haven't looked into the other one but uh, i'll probably pick them up maybe maybe on friday eventually (laughs) (laughs) now that you're in the zone So of the ones you played, do you want to talk about how you'd rank them? Which which ones are your favorites so far? Yeah. So if you follow us on our social medias, on Monday I posted a video where I talk about my top five. You know, ranking 11 is, is a lot. Right. But if you want to listen to why these ones made my top five, just go back into our Instagram TV stories and, and you can see. But I did rank five of them. So at number five was House of Riddles. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Stop it. Yeah. That's awesome. So I know it was level two, but it was a lot of fun to play. Number four was the Forgotten Island. What what level is that? That's a level three, I think. And then number three was the Secret Lab, which was a 3.5 difficulty. And then number two was was murder on the orient express which is level four. Oh, so the one you the one you you got me to play was yeah. your second favorite so second one, yeah. it's your first favorite then it should be the first on everyone who plays this game but catacombs of horror wow. so that was like a level five difficulty hold on hold on so what is like the difference between level four and level five i know you can't don't give away anything well, well i don't i don't know if it's level five because it takes so long to do but catacombs of horror is, is a two-part puzzle and it takes a long time so my wife and i did it in one sitting it took us over four hours Wow. To uh to complete it. So yeah. the level five is like a two day you'd play one part, save it, yeah, play the next day. Wow. And it was actually like really tough. It was it was we were stumped for a lot of the puzzles a lot of the wow. times, yeah. So and we try to do it with no hints either. Like that's our goal is to not use any hints. Yeah, I, I noticed that with you where at one point I'm like, Oh, we just use a hint, you're like, No 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 I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we're not doing any hints. Yeah. Whereas the difference with me and my wife and I were like, Okay, hint, this is stupid. We're up down here. <laughs> Two hours and a half in. <laughs> no, I need to get that high score. I think I have a lot with uh, Catacombs of Horror. I think we only got like six stars, five stars or something like that. But yeah, it was, it was tough. Uh, it was tough. But it was good. The, the story was cool. That's a weird thing too, how Exit the Game, which is just an exit series, 
series has a story, but the story is memorable to me. Yeah, well, what's cool about these games, I know we didn't, I didn't even get to it in the actual podcast, but the amount of thought that is put into these games is unbelievable. Like, I just, I can't recommend these games enough. Like, every time someone's like, what game should I play? Like, go get an exit game, like, right now. The story is so immersive. And then just to think, when you solve the, the puzzle, it's like, whoa where did you think of this? Like, especially like, since I played so many, it's like, there's always something there's new. always like, something that blows my mind. Like, uh, like I wish I could tell you about the riddles, but I know like, you I can't because I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> but it's like, they're so deep in uh, what they do when they when they're creating these games like i just the people who create these games they have to be just super geniuses or something because like you can't like i can't fathom i can't wrap my mind around how they come up with like the answers to solve these these puzzles or like using the components the way you do in the game to solve some of it but uh but like it's just like ah like the puzzles are so awesome to solve (laughs) it's it's uh, so it's so crazy i can't can't even like talk about it because you want to talk about it but you can't which is why the game is awesome which I guess, like, that is, like, a form of, like, hype, too. You're like, this game is so good, but I can't say anything about it. You have to go do it yourself. Right, and just the stories are so immersive. And, like, and the adventure games. Just like, go play it and then talk to John about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then with the adventure games, they just took it to, like, a whole other level because now it's, like, a story-building adventure that just builds on solving simpler riddles. Simpler riddles and stuff, but it's, like, just okay, well, I use this on this. So now that, like, I don't have this thing to solve this th- this puzzle, well, what am I going to do, right? And then, like, I think just the fact that, that all those interlocking and constantly changing parts somehow always fit together no matter what, they think of everything in these games. They, they are so clever, the, the creators of these games, and I can't wait for the next adventure game that comes out. I can't wait for the next exit game that comes out, it, and I'm excited. It, it's cool, too, because <laughs> as research, I played Unlock, and I guess one of the main things is when I was playing it, I was like, this is not as clever as the exit game i just played right (laughs) so like it was fun but it just was not the same right and maybe that kind of skewed my mind going from exit the game right to unlock and then seeing like well this is not you know i had this expectation that exit the game set and it's not met with unlock to me yeah and I guess another thing too is that people would say people are, are reluctant to buy these games because you play it once and they're never going to play it again. But I'm just going to throw out there, and that's one of the reasons why I never really touched it. But now that I've like kind of like thought about it, I'm like, you know what? Like, for, okay, first of all, their price points are, are low. Right. Like they're they're honestly under most of them are under twenty dollars. Right. If not fifteen. And then two, I'm, I'm pointing to the left over here that I have this whole shelf, and I'm like, how many games do I play more than once anyway? I know it's mainly because we review, but a lot of games even. even even Bill, before we started doing this, Bill had a lot of games that only touched once. Mm-hmm. So it's like, eh, if we're going to do a game once, I might as well just do an exit game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so thanks, Thames and Cosmos, for sending us House of Riddles and Monochrome Inc. We really appreciate it. Giving us the opportunity to view and play those games. I suggest or recommend that you pick up one of the exit games or the adventure games and play. And I if it's your first, start it too. Uh, just go, go Catacombs of Horror. Just do it all in. <laughs> All in. All right. Thank you all for listening. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or hit that follow button on your favorite streaming platform. Is there a game you'd like for us to check out or talk about? Or have you created a game you want us to preview it? Let us know by emailing us at info at fridaynight.games. And don't forget to check us out on our social medias, Instagram at fridaynightgames underscore official and on Twitter at fridaynightgms. And check back every Friday for a new episode. And remember, it is Friday night. Let's have some fun.